I'm Aria Schwartz, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. I'm here with Grant Afseth, and we're talking about the Phoenix Mercury taking on the Chicago Sky in the 2019 playoffs. This episode was recorded before news broke about Dan Trossi being questionable and likely not playing for this upcoming game. So stay after. We have a little bonus for you guys where Grant's going to break down his thoughts on what that news means. show please consider joining our patreon community for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w like i said i'm here with grant and we're talking mercury sky playoffs round one do or die uh grant glad to uh finally get you on the show how's it going i'm doing pretty well thanks for having me i'm excited to you know preview this uh playoff series it's an interesting one and you know, this is your first year covering the Mercury uh, for Windsider, and you've been doing an amazing job, so I want to give you a pat on the back for that one. But I think the weirdest part for me is, and I'm sure you've come across this, is the Mercury team you're covering this year is not the Mercury team that essentially we've known for the history of the WNBA. Yeah, absolutely. You know, during uh, media day, the thought was, uh, who's going to compete for uh, the MVP award on the team between uh, – you know, Griner and Bonner, and uh, everything will be okay once uh, Tarasi comes back from injury, but uh, definitely has not played out that way. Not at all. I mean, th- this team is historically a really, really good playoff team, and I think, you know, I- I'm not big for NBA comparisons, but the the best one that we can have really is Golden State, where it's like, yeah, we can do whatever we need during the play or the regular season. Come playoffs, we'll really step it up, and that's kind of been the motto of this season for the team, uh, for the Mercury, thinking to themselves, yeah, you know, we have, you know, two former MVPs and Bonner, who, in my opinion, should be getting an MVP some year. Obviously, it's hard, whatever. But uh, you got one of the more star-studded casts on this roster. You had Essence Carson. You add in a ridiculously talented rookie class. Um, Lots of head-scratching, though, throughout the year. Uh, I mean, th- this team does not lose one and done playoff series, and they just don't. And we might be looking at that that streak to break this year, uh, which is which is kind of worrisome. Talk to me real briefly just about like what's transpired for this Mercury team throughout the season. I think it comes down to um, Diana Taurasi having complications uh, with injuries, and um, you know, mid July was supposed to be when she comes back. And there was supposed to be plenty of time for her to build a rhythm heading to the playoffs, but uh, separate injuries have, you know, slowed down that process. And it looks like heading into the, you know, the playoff series, she is really struggling from the field, um, and it looks like uh, she's not going to have enough time to really get into that rhythm that she needs to be able to be the Diana Taurasi that everyone, uh, you know, remembers. It's it's worrisome, um, and and kind of I mean frustrating isn't the right word because obviously you want her to come back and and all that jazz. But yeah, I mean she she just the story for me was the whole time we thought okay she can come back mid season, two thirds through the season whatnot, and just kind of hit the ground running. And 
I think it really just boils down to like what you said. She hasn't had the opportunity. She hasn't been the minutes. She hasn't been able to get in the groove due to complications. And that has just completely slowed down this team. Um, from an outsider looking in, obviously there has to be some criticism that goes to the coaching staff. I'm a huge, huge advocate for Sandy Brondello. I think she's amazing. It doesn't get enough credit. That being said, there is something to be said about the fact that it at many times during the season looked like there wasn't ex- like really a secondary game plan, like a game plan of Tarasi's not here. So we need to flow different. We need to work different because the way this team is kind of orchestrated is very, very key aspect of how this team is orchestrated is Diana Tarasi. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. The makeup of this current uh, Mercury team with uh, without the regular Tarasi has really been um, Brittany Griner uh, getting the ball in the post a lot, and Duana Bonner, um, you know, making plays on the perimeter at a high frequency. But beyond that, there, you know, aside from Leilani Mitchell throughout the season uh, since she signed back way way back, um, there hasn't really been a consistent a supporting cast effort that they can count on, especially on the road. It's it's. Yeah, especially on the road, which is interesting because last year they were one of the teams that I remember at one point they ha- they were better on the road than they were at home, which boggles my mind, and they were just destroying teams. So like now, obviously, season to season is very different, but I mean, this team is on a four-game lose streak. Uh, they have they're 15 and 19, well under 500, just not looking like the Phoenix Mercury that we that we know and love now. We're going into the playoffs uh, in a matchup that kind of seems like they're doomed. They're taking on Chicago. They're 0-3 against Chicago this this season. Um, And something I want to talk about real quick, let's just start off with this, rebounding. I mean, Chicago is not a team that is known for rebounding. When when you talk about Chicago, I think paint presence and their ability to get the ball off a rebound is one of the question marks. It's that in defense, and they have just dominated rebounding. 39-32 39-32 in one game, 47-34 in another game, 45-32. Like, they're not even coming close to competing uh, as far as rebounds. Talk to me about uh, this Mercury team rebounding this season. Yeah, rebounding has been a considerable issue throughout the season for the Mercury. And, um, you know, there was a lot of talk also before the season started about uh, Brittany Griner grabbing, like, 14, 12 rebounds per game uh, during the media day. And um, when she was talking to reporters and that, that has not transpired and, you know, not everything is up to Brittany Griner uh, for a whole unit for rebounding, but um, she hasn't seen that improvement, the individual growth that she, I think she expected and was shooting for this season. And uh, the rest of the unit has not necessarily picked up that slack either. And they kind of just, maintain that same level of uh, underwhelming impact throughout the season without really showing any change or growth. Yeah, and and let's flip it to the other side. I mean, Griner's one of the best defenders in the league currently. Um, She's won the Defender of the Year award a few times, well-deservingly. But something that I'm really concerned about when I look at this matchup is Diamond to Shields. I mean, she's averaging around 19 points a game versus the Mercury. she is kind of a player that that style of play, that type of player, that lanky, that speedy, uh, that concerns me. You know, we, we can look at this and I think 
the history buffs of the W will say, oh, you can't count out the Mercury. You're an idiot to root against them. You're an idiot to bet against them. But then I look at Diamond and what she's been able to do. Yes, it makes sense that she would kind of be a, a thorn in the side of the Mercury. But what she's been able to do against this team has me concerned about whether or not this team can find a response for her. Is there anybody who can who can calm her down? I think it's going to take a collective effort um, as a unit. I don't think there's an individual that's necessarily going to be able to uh, key in on uh, on her and slow her down. And uh, I think as a whole, that's going to lead to um, breakdowns and um, the Chicago Sky offense being able to, you know, kind of play through and capitalize. It's it, it's going to be tough. I mean, the the real question is, can they get that team effort uh, throughout the whole game? Talk to me. What else is bouncing around in your head when it comes to this matchup? What uh, what what things is, does Chicago do that concerns you if you're a Mercury fan? I think something that I'll be looking for is perimeter shooting. I think um, they shot really well against Phoenix, um, like thirty nine point seven percent during those three matchups. And Phoenix, uh, they're playing on the road. Um, they've not shot well from deep on the road. They're supporting cast players have uh, definitely been better at talking stick resort arena. And if those shots are not going to be falling and they're not getting after it on defense, slowing down uh, Chicago's main uh, playmakers, and they're also not slowing down their shooters, then I really don't see a clear, easy pathway to victory at all. That would be pretty uh, daunting to overcome. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. Let's flip it though. What can the Mercury do? What's something that, you know, is going to be an element that they're going to be able to succeed in, hopefully, uh, to get a victory? Or uh, you might want to flip in and say they need to do this to get it. I do think that they're two stars, um, Griner especially, because she averaged like 25 points per game against Chicago. She's going to have to really um, be the focal point of the offense and execute. And uh, Dewana Bonner is going to have to get hot during those games too because um, they've kind of traded off throughout the season. One, one is on, one is not. And when you're concerned about uh, supporting cast players hitting shots, um, you, you have to have both of your stars uh, playing at a really high level uh, to kind of catch uh, Chicago and uh, level the playing field. So it's interesting, you know, if you look at the stats, the breakdowns of these games, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would say almost two, and this is ridiculous because she went two for 13 and 0 for 6 from 3, but Tarasi's best game arguably was against Chicago where she drops 12 points. Um, does that give you any, any light at the end of the tunnel, any hope that, you know, maybe she could get this going for this game? I do think there is a possibility that she could get, get it going in this game. I think, um, you know, she's gotten a lot of shots up, uh, that just haven't been going down. She's averaged like, uh, nine attempts per game against Chicago. So she, she really, you know, tried to get it up and I, you know, it's tough to really, you know, say I expect her to, uh, go from shooting like 16.7% like she did against the sky earlier in the season uh, to, you know, her normal percentages. But I do think at some point she will find a rhythm, whether that's during this WNBA season or not uh, remains to be seen. But I do think there's at least a sliver of hope for sure. Yeah. And, and something I want to bring up is Cheyenne Parker, one of the, I mean, arguably six women of the year. I want to give a shout out to her because I just feel like she just kept, keeps getting screwed over. Last year, she probably should have won the award, and John Quell gets it for six women. This year, she should be up there in the discussion and is continuing to be uh, a top six woman in this league. But then, obviously, you have Derrica Hamby's playing ridiculous. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to 
to CP in Chicago. Um, she's been doing quite well. And, and something that, that interests me, when I look at this on paper, when I look at Chicago and Phoenix on paper, I think to myself, the, the strength of the Mercury has to be the paintwork, the big balls. Um, you know, figuring out how to really utilize, like you were saying, Bonner and Griner together. But something that concerns me is I'm looking around and there hasn't been much domination or a, a clear-cut victory between Chicago and the Mercury in reference to the bigs in these matchups. Like, for me, anytime you think of the Mercury, it's like, okay, you know defensively they're going to do really good in the paint and with their bigs. But when it comes to, you know, perimeter defense, that's where you start to get concerned. Like, let's let's be real. Tarasi's been a little bit of a turnstile uh, for the past few years, if not for a long time. Um, so having her on the court and going up against the guards of Chicago is really, really concerning. What are your thoughts on, on, you know, where they can excel and where they kind of need to just accept that they're not going to excel? I do think perimeter defense uh, with Rossi is definitely one of those areas where they're just going to have to accept that they're not going to excel. And uh, there might be a point where they're going to have to evaluate uh, whether, you know, she's going to have a strong offensive performance and weigh whether, you know, it's worth it to have her on the floor with her defensive impact being, uh, you know, a negative. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's much more likely that she'll be an overall negative and that that could really jam up the flow of uh, Phoenix's, you know, single game elimination, uh, you know, sort of a matchup that they have. And that, that that's kind of the issue with those single game eliminate elimination matchups for Phoenix right now with the makeup of this team is like, you know, you, you can't go out there and really, um, you know, risk it and then have a half or a quarter, you know, be broken up because, uh, you know, Trossi hasn't been able to find her rhythm and her defense is, you know, struggling because, you know, coming back and, you know, given her defense over the last few years anyways um, is not going to be a positive. So I, I think it'll just be interesting to see kind of how Sandy – uh, you know, Coach Sandy decides to you know make those decisions. It's it's going to be really interesting. And and uh, as I was speaking with Rachel, Rachel Galligan, shout out. Um, when it comes to the playoffs, especially in these one or done series, series is whatever the plural is. Um, it really comes down to a completely new season. And I, I mean, part of me like is like. That's the perfect thing that this Mercury team needs right now is a completely new season, the ability to start fresh, the ability to start new. Um, obviously, they are the more experienced playoff team. Obviously, Chicago's coming into this game a little bit hotter, if you will. To you, what are the key elements? What what are I – mean, I know we've talked about this is going to be important, this is going to be important, that's going to be a key element – but boil it down for me. What does Phoenix need to do to win this game? I think the number one uh, thing is really just coming out of the gate with intensity on the defensive end of the floor and locking in as a unit and not having letdowns throughout games or throughout the game, I should say, because it's a one game uh, series. Um, I, I think that's really the key because there, there's been times where they kind of look flat on the defensive end of the floor, and then they allow a big quarter by the opposition, and they have to overcome that. And you don't really want to put yourself in that position 
uh, to have to really, you know, overcome a deficit or a hole that you've dug yourself uh, later in the game if you also are concerned about your shooting percentages on the road as well. Oh, yeah, totally. But now let's flip it. Talk to me. You know, you have analyzed this Mercury team to ridiculous ends. Much respect for your articles and the hard work that you do. Talk to me. What is this team, Chicago, what do they need to take advantage of on the Mercury side to win this game, to, to seal their fate and get to the next round? I think what Chicago needs to take advantage of is uh, the perimeter defense of the Mercury. Uh, they, they've had struggles with containing uh, dribble penetration and handling screens. And um, I think if they can just take advantage of that and um, have their, their top playmakers continue to make plays. And uh, I, I think it really just boils down to winning uh, point of attack and dribble penetration and having those open shooters get open shots and knocking them down. Because I don't think the Phoenix Mercury are going to be able to slow down the playmakers of Chicago. And if you couple that with open shots being knocked down and the passes being on target, then I, I really don't see a way for them to really slow them down. Yeah, I mean, I... I... I'm looking at this game, and then the more stats I look at, the more I'm starting to think to myself, this could just be like a Wild West shootout. Um, are you getting that sense? you think it's going to be two teams that, that kind of are either stifled by defense or the big show uh, kind of intimidates? I, I do think I agree with that. I think it'll be a Wild West shootout. I think, um, you know, especially with Tarasi trying to find a rhythm too, I think she's going to be looking to, uh, you know, get it going early, and uh, that's going to kind of promote the style of a – of a shootout, you know, shooting early in the shot clock, all that good stuff. I think um, that'll probably be what it ends up being. Let me know, real quick. We've talked about Bonner, we've talked about Griner, we've talked about Tarasi. We touched on on Essence and Leilani a tiny bit, but what player uh, outside of the big three in, in Phoenix do you think is going to be the key player for a victory? The key player. I really do think it'll be Leilani Mitchell because she's had some really big performances this year. And if she goes out there and just, you know, hits like five threes, for example, like she's done before, I think that really, really neutralizes um, some of the, the fears that you have about having, uh, you know, struggles on the road as a, as a playoff team. And that could make up for, you know, the other supporting cast players not hitting shots. And then that's no longer a concern. And now flip it. Talk to me. Actually, no, real quick. Talk to me about Yvonne Turner a little bit this season because she really blew up on the scene. You know, she has one of the more amazing stories of, uh, you know, a journeyman through the W, through overseas ball. Um, But she's been a little bit quiet this year. Are you surprised? Do you expect her to maybe make a statement in the playoffs kind of like we saw last year? Or, I mean, give me give me your your thoughts on on Turner. I think this season her um, scoring efficiency has kind of struggled, but she's been aggressive, and that's definitely helped the Mercury, uh, you know, without having their main perimeter playmaker. Um, I think they're going to need her to be aggressive in the Chicago Sky matchup, and uh, I do expect her to, you know, at least try to get um, into the paint consistently, and uh, whether it's, you know, going to end in makes or not, um, that that remains to be seen, but I think she's definitely going to be aggressive. So talk to me about this. Let's flip it over to the Chicago Sky. Besides Diamond and Vanderquigs, so they're big three, who do you see as a key uh, that will kind of decide how well this team does in this game? Um, honestly, I think it's just going to be a combination of their, their perimeter shooting. I think that's really the big key because it's so hard to overcome you know, your 
as a road team, other team, the other team uh, that's at home, really just finding a rhythm from three and just shooting out of the gym. I think, I think it's just going to be a combination of those supporting cast players. Hey, you're speaking truths. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, as we wrap up this episode, are there any final thoughts that you have uh, about the Mercury this season, about uh, the, the coming playoffs, uh, anything that's been kind of itching you that you want to get off your chest? Um, I guess what I just uh, think I'll say is uh, it's been a good season to watch them, watch them play and all. And, um, you know, the, I just think the expectation for uh, what they had heading in into this year uh, may have been a little bit unrealistic with, uh, you know, expecting Tarasi to come back and really just catch fire um, after she's back and be herself. I think the WNBA season may be a little too short for her to be able to, you know, come back from that, that back operation and do that. And I, I don't, that's why I wouldn't consider it necessarily a failure. I know a lot of people had those uh, major expectations. I just kind of view it as a, you know, circumstances caused a lost year and uh, the expectations uh, from the outside might have been a little too high. And uh, I'm sure, you know, the inside expectations were pretty similar too. But I don't know. I think maybe uh, the expectations should have been a little bit lower and they should um, look to regroup, uh, focus on developing, you know, their uh, young players. And the next season could be pretty interesting. This, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Give me a score estimate for this game. A score estimate? Um... I I hmm I'm probably gonna go with um, Chicago winning it. They'll probably score. I'll go um, seventy three to like sixty eight. Ooh, I was I was gonna go ninety five to eighty nine. Yeah, a little bit different. I I just don't know if uh, Phoenix is gonna be able to get their shots to fall, and I think they're gonna come out with defensive intensity. They'll probably score more than my prediction, but. Um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll kind of, I could see it being where they are. It's a shootout, but shots aren't necessarily falling at a great clip. Yeah. I mean, and that, honestly, that's my big concern for them. And that's my big concern for a few other teams in the playoffs. Seattle is a similar concern where like, I like that team. And when they're clicking, they're a good, scary team. Uh, but can they make the shots drop? That's, that's the biggest question it always boils down to for me. Um, Grant, quickly tell the folks where they can find, uh, find you on social media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's my full name, Grant, A-F-S-E-T-H is my username. And uh, same with uh, Facebook and Instagram. Find him, retweet him, like him, and follow him. Uh, he, he does great work, and we're, we're proud to have him on the staff. As we always say, we believe the players of the W and its community deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports receive on a daily basis. Please consider joining our Patreon community to help support us and the hard work that we do. All right, Grant, break down for me. What do you think? Trossy not available for the game. What does that mean for the matchup? Does that change your positions? Phoenix Mercury will be without WNBA legend Diana Taurasi during their Wednesday night playoff matchup with the Chicago Sky. I believe that this update actually improves the Mercury's chances of winning since Tarasi is still working her way back into form from a hamstring injury, and she has yet to find a rhythm this season. She has struggled during the six games that she has played in, averaging a mere 4.3 points per game while shooting 10.3% from the field and 4.3% from beyond the arc. She has been a considerable negative on the defensive end of the floor as well, and having someone who is healthy fill in for her 
should translate to greater results on that end of the floor. Phoenix will be able to run their offense through Brittany Griner and Dewana Bonner at a higher volume since they will not have to focus on integrating Tarasi. I still believe that the Sky will win this game, and I expect the Mercury to score a higher volume than what I originally projected. I could see a final score of 84-77 to with Chicago advancing to the second round of the playoffs.